So I said from the beginning we needed to do an episode about how the office has saved our marriage. <laughs> but <laughs> this is just... basically like that, but not. We're calling this one sort of laugh more because we need to laugh more in our marriage. Not alone. We need to laugh more in general. But this hmm. episode I'm excited about because you make, nobody makes me laugh like you do. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, nobody well, has good. from like the beginning. So. It's true. It's true. Uh, the the cool thing about laughter is it can be kind of a destination too because you know it's I would consider it like kind of a waypoint on the journey toward connection mm-hmm. right it's like we know that if we can just get from here from this maybe this funk we're in <laughs> if we can laugh together it then really I know that we can be everything. closer <laughs> yes. to connecting yeah and it in a lot of ways it does actually facilitate the connection but it is man it's such a gift to yeah, laugh it is and so um this actually comes uh, this, this conversation was inspired by a talk i had with a really good friend of mine just about uh kind of the need and the desire for laughter and so we hope it helps you laughter has played a huge role like selena said in our marriage and we hope that this can help it play a big role in yours so we'll see you on the other side Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. makes me laugh quite like Ryan, quite like you, even from the beginnings of our, our little teenage love story. He, he like would give me a card. So I'm like this 16 year old girl, you know, I invited you over, I think for cake, some friends over for cake or something. Oh, and yeah. brought I remember me, that party so vividly. Me cards. I was so excited to read the card from you, of course. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's going to, it's going to be so sweet and everything. But it was like. It was the picture of a little a kid that had been knocked out because they had they had played had a water balloon fight, but somebody put the water balloons in the freezer. A frozen water balloon. And it was it was a cartoon. It wasn't an actual he kid always, knocked but out. He always gives me funny cards, which is just his yeah. mo now from the beginning. It's been like that. And it's I'm, a tradition. I'm so grateful because it just catches my serious heart off guard sometimes, and it makes me just all the things like. Well, it's funny. It is funny. I, well, it's so I will, funny. I'll pour my heart. Like I went to when we signed with our publisher. You do write nice things. When we signed with our <laughs> publisher in, <laughs> in Grand it's Rapids. It's going to be hard to get through this one, people. And I, 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 we just had just had Clementine, our second daughter, and so you couldn't come with me. And we went to do like talk about marketing and our first book we did with them, Fierce Marriage. And I was so bummed. Like that's one of my biggest regrets is not having you there for that. And so to kind of commemorate it, I went to the bookstore and I bought this Bible and I had it. Um, engraved and I wrote this long letter like this like really schmaltzy kind of thoughtful thing I don't even think you read the letter until like three days after I gave you the Bible that sort of thing just doesn't really connect with you is what I've realized you well, like whose fault is that <laughs> Mister? Like, here's the frozen water balloon card from you like genuine you like genuine letters but you're you just it doesn't connect with you like laughter does <laughs> it's such a it's such a unique thing I don't know maybe it's not unique. you gotta make me laugh first and then we connect. 
Yeah. <laughs> see how laughter works in a marriage, I don't know. people? Maybe. Just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to talk through <laughs> the, kind of what does the scripture, what does God's word say about laughter? Obviously, we want to root ourselves in that. Uh, these aren't just human things. Like I feel like laughter is a grace of God. Absolutely. And so we're going to talk through that. We're also going to address three questions around this idea of laughter, namely, do you feel like you laugh enough? Why don't we laugh? And what does laughter actually do in a marriage? And then we talk about, and then we'll talk through some um, ways to actually laugh more as a couple. We have some tangible suggestions. So that's kind of the, the roadmap for today, uh, for our conversation today. Uh, but first, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons on Patreon. You guys are making this possible. Today, we mm. actually hired a new transcriptionist uh, in addition to uh, Heather, who's been doing transcriptions for us for a while, to just get caught up. And you guys, that costs money, right? Mm-hmm. These transcriptionists are very skilled people. Yes. It takes a lot of time to to make trans, uh, transcriptions that actually make sense uh, and look nice and all that. So patrons, you're helping that Mm -hmm. make that possible for people who can't listen so they can sit down and read and still get godly marriage content for for their lives. Uh, You're also helping us um, just honestly do the podcast, Mm -hmm. right? It takes time to edit. It takes software and hardware and microphones that don't always work right and uh, all that stuff. So thank you, patrons. And here's why it's important, not only for the perpetuation of this ministry, which we we are dedicated to... uh, basically preaching the gospel in the context of marriage. Uh, but also, we don't know what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. We have a following on Facebook, on Instagram. We don't know what's going to happen, how long they're going to allow us to keep talking this overtly mm. and this kind of um, resolutely about right. the absolute things of Scripture. So by being a patron, you're actually giving us uh, avenues of revenue that are not uh, that are not dependent on um, people who think they know what truth should be. So anyway, go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage and you can become a partner with us. We would enjoy it and appreciate it. Uh, five, ten bucks a month. That's all it takes. If this content's helped you, please do consider that. Patreon.com slash fierce marriage. Uh, if, if you're strapped for cash, that's totally fine. We understand it. Don't feel any pressure. Still enjoy the podcast. We're doing it for you. Uh, if you still want to help and cash is not something you can part with at the, at the moment. I totally get it. Uh, but you can leave a rating and a review yeah, on iTunes. Helpful. That's super helpful as well. So let's get into this conversation about laughter. About laughter. About laughter. We're just going to laugh for 30 minutes. <laughs> Ready, go. <laughs> I thought I can do like a 30 second laugh yeah. or something. Mm, awkward. <laughs> it's like a 15 second kiss. You just don't do that on a 30 podcast. second laugh. <laughs> what are, I mean, let's talk about laughter a little bit because I feel yeah. like there are depths there's different types of laughter okay there's i <laughs> i tend to laugh a lot more uh at my own jokes when i'm like when, don't we all <laughs> don't we all <laughs> you know i laugh at my own jokes because i think they're they're just funny well it's the it's the best and also the worst it is. <laughs> when you think you crack a joke and you're just like man that joke was really gonna nail it and then i you either I, michael scott it like you mess it up or <laughs> and you like don't get <laughs> What's to up? the punchline? What's up with you? What's up, dog? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Or like... I do that all the time. You just think it's way more funny than it actually is. Mm-hmm. And so there's kind of like this goofiness, <laughs> yes. right, where uh, we can be just kind of playful with one another, and that does lead to uh, laughter in general. Then there's kind of uh, shared... I, w- I don't know how to categorize these things. I'm kind of shooting from the hip here, but we kind of are always... You and I are always kind of bantering in a humorous way. <laughs> yeah. Like you'll always drop like the most timely office quotes, and Selena <laughs> drops like deep track 
office quotes, which I just love. Up. Just try to keep None up. None of like the the, the, <laughs> the mainstream ones. Like she does the really obscure ones, <laughs> which are just the best. And so that always kind of keeps our, our relationship light. I just um, do my part, people. This morning. Just doing my part. <laughs> this morning. Oh, we're also we're also Jim Carrey fans, not not fans of his politics or anything like that, but in his movies, in his movies. and you came in. I was <laughs> I was in the shower. You came in, and I said I said something like "Hello, pop it," <laughs> and you, what did you say to me? You're like <laughs> yes, yes, Satan. Go, yes, Satan. <laughs> From Ace Ventura. That's from Ace Ventura, and it, obviously, sorry, we're like, sir, you sounded like someone else. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, we're mixing like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. With there's a lot of ma- mashups happening in the Frederick household, but it's that sort of thing that kind of keeps this low level of just humorous banter going back and forth. It's really good for the friendship. Also, there are times when you just have a gut wrenching, like belly laugh, and those are yours the are best. funny. Yours are funny. If I can tickle you in the right spot under your neck and chin, you kind of get those those funny laughs. I don't get them often, but they're good. They're rare. I wish yeah. I could belly laugh every day. Just I wish there was some don't. Stop the tickles, all right? <laughs> well, you just, you don't go, you don't tickle me enough. Okay, stop. Not now. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know. If, if there's a way you could just flip a switch and just laugh hard for like five minutes. Dude, I'm minutes. still trying to get Luisa's laughs out of her. She she sort of gives us some belly laughs occasionally. Della can make her laugh pretty <laughs> intensely and it's so cute to listen to, but she's she kind of like internalizes it and it's kind of like a... Uh, like it's, a grunt like coming out of her super, it's super awkward it's it really comes weird. from the depths of her like abdomen <laughs> it's coming though she's she's getting on board with the the frederick laughter but anyways all that to say that laughter is obviously a gift from god um it's it's an overflow i don't we i don't want to mix laughter with joy right i, I don't want to think i want i don't want people to think that it's synonymous like joy is laughter no the bible talks about joy and how a joyful heart is good medicine and joy is a fruit of the spirit but laughter is an overflow i think of that that deeper joy that comes from the lord right Mm. and so again i think ryan i think you said it well that there's just there's kind of layers of of joy and laughter um that we can experience in our marriages sorry my voice cracked that was so weird to go (laughs) Just trying to talk about the things of the Lord. It's fine. So, anyways. <laughs> By the way, that's part of the reason you listen to the Fierce Marriage podcast, right? Hopefully, we make you laugh a little bit and bring some of that Sometimes joy. Sometimes we don't mean to. Sometimes <laughs> it just happens. It's Selena's malfeasance. Like, yes. So, again, you see the idea about cheerfulness, joyfulness in Proverbs. Um, hmm. We're going to talk about, you know, just the physical, like, results of joy right um medically speaking physiologically speaking speaking, yes sorry i can't even get through it because i'm just trying to like hold it together here so what are the proverbs so a cheerful heart i already said that you did i did i must have been fixing the sound okay i was fixing the sound you you read you read both of those yes um good medicine all right so you had you mentioned in the joyful heart is good medicine uh what function does medicine serve medicine heals it, it heals an ailment yes. okay it is there to uh, bring greater obstruct hell, pain to obstruct <laughs> to hide the pain hide the pain just everybody's just falling apart over here <laughs> this is that meme we're gonna online, that, that guy that old man who's like he's like hide mask the pain is i forget the name anyway it's people who know it know it if you don't know it i'm sorry um but yeah medicine plays a role in 
in our physiological bodies, mm-hmm. good medicine. It cheers up a, the joyful heart. It's good medicine. Um, and that, yeah, I think you're making an important distinction. We're not just trying to cover, cover it up, <laughs> like laugh your way through the pain. Right, right. If there's pain, all right, there needs to be healing. Many times, okay, when you take medicine, uh, there's some medicine that brings healing. There's other medicine that just brings relief from the pain. Right. I think so, both medicines have valid uses, right? It's not that you're taking the painkiller. Just when I was sick, I had a heart problem in when we first off in our marriage, we had moved overseas to do some work. We were making nothing, all that kind of stuff. They had, they didn't know what was wrong and they were giving me medicine to help me feel better. Mm-hmm. The, I knew no one was denying that there was something wrong under the surface. Nobody could figure it out. And so in the meantime, this medicine helped me feel better. It helped me get some relief from the fevers and the pain and the aching. I had an, if you, if you haven't heard our story, I had a bacterial infection on my mitral valve. Uh, the, the long and the short of it is that it almost killed me. And after a month of trying to deal with it in Switzerland, I finally had to have open heart surgery. If you want to read all that, go to just find <laughs> our, our book called Fierce Marriage. Um, anyway, the whole point I'm trying to make is that the, that was good medicine. I was thankful for that medicine. I also knew that, that medicine wasn't going to heal me. Right. I knew that in itself it wasn't going to bring healing. And eventually, once they found the infection, then they could actually get in and, and the heart surgeon, right, who is Christ, could get in. Not not literally. Oh, I'm the saying. metaphors. Oh, yeah. the allegory. <laughs> the al- <laughs> but the, the heart surgeon could actually get in and clean out the infection, clean out the brokenness in my heart. Yeah. And then they prescribed medicine that would actually keep the infection at bay and actually heal the infection, the infection that was in the blood. So you can see the the parallels here. <laughs> we, we laughter is the type of medicine that will bring happiness. It'll bring joy. It'll bring good things. But without the the hands of a skilled heart surgeon, without the killing of the bacteria in our heart, sin. Mm-hmm. And that's through the cross, through the gospel. Uh, these things are, it's not sustainable. Right. right. So the first, the first kind of question, I want to jump in here because I think that this is kind of leading us into yeah, why, yeah. why we don't laugh. But the first question is kind of a yes or no question for you as a listener. Do you feel like you laugh enough with your spouse hmm. or does it feel awkward to laugh? Kind of yes or no. Do you, do you laugh to, enough together? Yes or no? Is it, or is it awkward? So this is one of those questions that, if you're the couple that laughs easily and often, you're going to be like, well, of course. How could someone not laugh together? Right. But if you're not laughing together, you're going to be like, yeah, that's kind of awkward to and like you're wondering, joke together. So how do we... You're wondering how the, how in the world you get to that yeah, point. Yeah, how did we and get how are those here? people that free and how or what is going on right. or what are you missing out on? So right. the point is we have to kind of empathize and realize there are different people listening. Right. Um, and yeah. it's going to take your temperature. So starting with, you know, why why don't you laugh together more why don't we as cup as a couple laugh together um and you were kind of starting to touch on that uh this disconnect kind of there's a lack of you know we haven't invested intentional time Mm -hmm. together maybe um we aren't growing spiritually together we haven't been physically intimate or mentally like close or emotionally engaged with one another so maybe there's some sort of disconnect either at a, a not so deep level or maybe a really deep level um, those are all th- reasons why you wouldn't laugh. Um, hmm. Yeah, I I can definitely attest to if I'm if we're not being playful with each other, it's not normal. Something's wrong. Right. Unless of course we're like at a funeral <laughs> or oh goodness, something like that. Of course. 
You shouldn't <laughs> laugh about a funeral. I'm not laughing. I'm saying that it's funny in a context Brian that is inappropriate. He, yes. And he laughs at all the wrong times. This yeah, is a theme I in our have marriage. A dark sense of humor. This is a theme in our marriage. <laughs> yeah. We've been working through it. But he's, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, disconnection. Okay. The next one is hurt. Yeah. Which comes from this obvious disconnect, right? There maybe there's an emotional the disconnection. Right. Too. Right. There may be an emotional hurt. Um, maybe you're dealing with a frustration or a, a breach of trust, mm. uh, something there. So you're talking about hurt within the relationship, yes. not just generalized hurt. In there that. could be. There could be like an external factor that's producing the hurt, right? Maybe there's family issues or maybe, mm. you know, a friendship that's gone awry. Um, so there's there's always something that can contribute mm-hmm. to the hurt. But I think yep. within your marriage, that can be one of the bigger factors, obviously, for why you don't laugh together, why you're kind of feeling like yeah. there's a lack of joy. Uh, between each other um, the other one is is a lack of friendship um, so at some point you may have just stopped enjoying each other's company and personhood and perhaps you have not investigated why why are we in this funk why can't we laugh together why does it feel awkward to laugh together it does presuppose that there was <laughs> a, a friendship of this nature before mm-hmm. the marriage because there are couples that don't have that that sort of friendship sure Right. And, and they have a friendship or they, they it's more of a courtship uh, and not necessarily a friendship. Yeah. And so there is maybe the sense that it's not there because it's never been there mm. and you just need to build it. And that's the beautiful thing is you can build a friendship. And laughter and joy are one of those stones to late. help build. Yeah. You haven't missed the train. No. You know, it just might look different and you can still get on board of that friendship but like and also like you said or you could just the burdens of life have choked out your friendship mm. and you've stopped uh you've stopped making room to enjoy one another um, and that's why dating so important we talk about this a lot mm-hmm. dating is not an end in itself dating is a means to an end it is a play you're getting yourselves out of your rhythms of life you're spending a little extra money if you have it or you're just spending a little extra time a little extra thought mm-hmm. around getting at one another mm-hmm. and that the whole point of that is to develop your relationship and develop your friendship uh, I think friendship and marriage is, cannot be highly valued enough it is so very valuable. understated very yeah. understated or underestimated Yes. Um, Maybe one um, day you'll estimate it. And that could be a, because of a lack of trust, too. I, you, back in the hurt one you're talking about, mm-hmm. hurt, if someone's wounded, right? Think about an animal who's wounded, right? If you try to help the animal, they're going to lash out. They're, they don't trust that you're trying to help, mm. help them. Not that you're an animal in a marriage. <laughs> I'm the animal. <laughs> But what I'm saying is that it hurt will oftentimes breed a lack of trust or a broken down trust. And Absolutely. so recognizing that is the first step in rebuilding it. Yeah. And then the next one, this one's big for me personally. Uh, I feel like for husbands, well, I can't be general. It, it affects everyone. Uh, heavy laden with burdens, right? So if I am... There's a lot of things to feel heavy about lately, people. Yes. I mean, just the <laughs> last... Between the pandemic, between the... The unrest, all the politics and the unrest in our country. It is very easy to feel very heavy. And Mm. we kind of go, at least I've been feeling the heaviness in and out, right? It comes and goes, um, trying to learn to navigate in this, this new world that we're finding ourselves in and Mm. how it's always changing and how it, yes, it always has been changing, but uh, we're all feeling these bigger 
touch points, I think, with the pandemic, with the politics and things. We're all trying to fill out, figure out how to have peace, mm. right? And how to, is it okay to feel joyful in these circumstances when others are That's hurting, good. right, at a deep level? So, And to answer that question, I do want to say yes. For one, for a number of reasons, our joy is not conditional on any circumstance. Our joy is based on It's a fruit Christ. of the Spirit, yes. It's a fruit of, of our knowledge of Christ and our knowledge of all He's done and yes. the result of that in our hearts. Absolutely. That's deep, deep joy. Now, does that mean we... we um, are just laughing everything off and nothing affects us? Absolutely not. Right. Like joy is not contingent on happiness. Happiness and joy are two different things. Well, and I'm going to jump... laughter is connected in different ways. I'm actually going to jump down in our um, rundown here just for a minute because it, it fits into this point and we can skip it once we go down to it. But um, Nehemiah 8 talks about the joy of the Lord is my strength. I When I like looked up this verse, I mm. thought for sure it was a Proverbs or something. And I was like, Nehemiah, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so there's an article, um, in Christianity today that talks about the joy of the Lord and, and kind of breaks down this, uh, this section of scripture. So, um, it says, then Nehemiah, the governor, Ezra, the priest and the teacher of the law and the Levites who were instructing the people said to them all, this day is holy to the Lord, your God, do not mourn or weep for all the people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So wow. when Ezra was reading the law to the people, it it basically showed them their sin, right? The The law, which is there to show us how broken we are, how in need of a Savior we are. So again, we're seeing that I'm trying to bring all of this together, how mm-hmm. we can have this deep joy that is that comes from the Lord in the darkest of moments. So Nehemiah is reading this law, or Ezra is reading this law to them, and they are saying, wow, we are so far from where we need to be, right? And I think that we can all identify with those feelings. There's a piece in there I don't want to gloss over in that passage. To go and enjoy choice food and sweet drink. Um, you just and send some of those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy in the Lord. Uh, do not grieve for the joy of the Lord's your strength. Go and enjoy choice food. Stop scrolling. Sorry. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> I'm trying to read. Uh, go and enjoy choice food um, and sweet drink, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. So there's this. He's compelling them to share it. He's compelling them to take this goodness right. and go and take it to those who don't have the goodness. Right. <laughs> and and the joy of the Lord is your strength. Uh, and of course, in this case, choice food, sweet drink. Uh, I would liken that to just this lightness of heart that says, "Yes, yes, this this grievous thing is happening right now. This thing that wants to, that we want to grieve over. Grief will have its time, and this is not the time for that. Right. Do not grieve." For the joy of the Lord is your strength. So look instead to him in this moment. Again, not ignoring the reality of what we're facing. We're just looking to a greater reality right. of the fact that Christ is is who he says he is. He's done what he said he would do. And we are his right. by his grace alone. Yeah. And this article talks about when Ezra was reading it to the people, it produced sorrow because their lives and behavior were not in alignment with the law. Right. But instead of being rebuked and condemned, they were instructed to celebrate. And that is only, and why would, why would that, why would the law, right? Why would the reading of the law, all of this sorrow, why would he lead them into, why would he say like, rejoice? This is the, the, this is the, 
day is holy, right? Because, and I think it's obviously a reflection of, or a, a mm. foreshadowing, trying to find the words, yeah. of the, the fact that we can have joy in this law that shows us our weakness because of Jesus, right? It shows us our need for a savior hmm. uh, that much more. So, so you could say, okay, go with me here. You could say that laughter in light of grief is not glossing over a reality, but instead it's, it's, it's seeing the truest reality mm. and the truest, it's even truer than, than the circumstance. Absolutely. The truest reality is I am a sinner and I need saving and I have been saved. Yes. And so that deep, true, darker reality actually gives us a deeper, truer, brighter joy mm-hmm. than any worldly circumstance could ever bear on our, on our hearts right. as Christians. Right. And that is the joy of the Lord. Right. So that's amazing. Um, and the joy of the know, Lord is our strength. And they say, and he, he kind of goes on to talk about how is it our strength? Again, it's based on the gospel. Like we can rejoice mm. in the love that our father has for us, his children. Right. And so I think, again, rooting ourselves in that, knowing that this, the hard circumstances that we're dealing with today uh, are not something that need to inhibit our joy, but in, uh, it can bolster our joy and deepen our joy, I think, yeah. in the Lord, knowing, you know, who's, what truth we rest in, the ultimate truth. We rest in the gospel. We rest in Man, the finished work of so Christ. so thankful for that. I so, want to read these other verses. Zephaniah yeah. 317, for the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Mm. Psalm 16, verse 11, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with your with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Uh, Isaiah 12, 3, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Mm. Everything that you've just said, I mean, that's echoing this story, this this massive story arch of scripture that's all about Christ. It's all about God's redemption of his people. As we go and yeah. draw from the wells of salvation, we will do so with joy. Mm. The thing is, is are we drawing from the well of salvation? That's the thing. What is the well of salvation? It is salvation itself, but it's the fruit of everything as a result of that salvation. Right. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All those fruits are there and so self-control it's amazing how self-control plays a role in the rest mm, of the fruits right, <laughs> Meaning right. That i am choosing joy in this moment i'm not denying the grief but i'm choosing to focus on the joy and to give it to god in that way it's to trust not him easy with to it. do it's, it's not, not fake easy it to, to do listen, it's not fake it till you make it no it is it is the opposite it is see the reality for what it is mm. till you make it that's what it is and the um, reality is that jesus is king and mm-hmm. we can rest in his sovereignty yes so i want to uh, we, we had talked about um, this this idea of what is it? So he- we're heavy laden with burdens, right? And how the joy of the Lord is our strength. Jesus, uh, we this came to mind when we were talking about this is how Jesus t- called us to have the faith like children. Yeah, super articulate right now. Nope, it's okay. Let me read the scripture: okay. Matthew yeah. eighteen one through six. Uh, the title is "Who is the greatest?" Uh, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying. Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Right? Like everybody, disciples going to ask, who's the greatest here, Jesus? Let's just get down to brass tacks. <laughs> Let's get some clarity around this. Uh, and calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom mm. of heaven. Wow. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child 
one such child in my name receives me, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Got violent real fast. There we go. <laughs> Uh, truth, Jesus. I love the the picture of children and the childlike faith. Having young kids right now, it's so vivid. Well, it's so metaphor. Sorry, I'm just reading the scripture with new eyes. Obviously, yes, having kids, but how? Who I forget who? Maybe it was Matthew. Whoever asked this question, who's the greatest? Jesus doesn't even answer him. He calls a child over, puts him on his on his lap, right? Puts him in the midst of this whole questioning, and says. Truly, I say unto you. So he not only tells him, but he shows him. Wow. He first shows him. And whenever he uses the word "truly," it's uh, it's 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 uh, time to listen up. Right. Right. Truly, right. I say to you, it is this child. So become like children. You'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. So let's talk about the joy that children have, which is to me is just profound. Right. Children laugh. Why do children laugh? I mean, hopefully a child child laugh. If a child if a child's not laughing, right. something's wrong usually with the child. Whether it's emotional, physiological, or the circumstantial, yeah, it might be something broken. The, yeah. the, but a healthy child laughs, and so th- that call. Why do they do that? I think there's this. They're, they're carefree. Mm-hmm. I I can count on one hand the times in my life as an adult that I felt completely carefree, mm. right? And I, but how faith in, in Christ, having faith like a child, would lead me to that place more often. Right. To be completely carefree and joyful as right. a result. Because to me, you can't fake laughter in that sense. You can't fake joy in that mm-hmm. sense. It has to be it has to come from a place of true, truly being carefree. Right. The other thing about kids that I love, our kids, is that they can be running around and I'll say, hey, come here. And I'll give them something, like whether it's a piece of cheese or <laughs> some chips or candy of some sort. This is what he feeds them, people. <laughs> yep, that's just that's for dinner tonight. Cheese and <laughs> chips and candy. And uh, I'll, they won't even look at it anymore. I just put it in their mouth and they just start chewing, <laughs> which is really fun to, to mess with them because <laughs> I'm starting to mess with them. Uh, and so, but the amount of trust mm-hmm. that's there, because they... Or Louisa, I was I was holding her on the couch today, and she was sitting up. She doesn't crawl yet, and she was Almost. sitting there, and she kind of juked and jived in a way. She <laughs> lost her balance, and she started falling back. Well, when she started falling back, she just kind of like laid back, and she was just going to let it happen <laughs> because she's never fallen back. Well, I won't say never because she has bonked her head on the floor a few times. <laughs> um, but she's starfish, yeah. <laughs> like reaction. <laughs> yeah, she just kind of leans back into it. She's like, "This is happening," <laughs> and of course, I caught her. Because she was on the couch and I was sitting there with her. And just that amount of trust that kids have is just so profound. So Mm -hmm. what Jesus is saying here is that we need to have faith like children. And I'm just, I think we're trying to draw the line between where does childlike faith and laughter, where do those intersect? Mm -hmm. And as a married couple, how can we have childlike faith and more laughter as a result of uh, salvation to the health of our marriage, to the health of each other? So good. Yeah. So let's get into that. So what does laughter actually do I think we've talked about this quite a bit, but let's just go through this um, quickly for posterity. <laughs> we've talked about why we don't laugh together, um, and so what what does laughter actually do? Um, emotionally, it lightens the heart. Proverbs seventeen twenty two. We've covered that. Physically, okay. a lot of stress relief from laughter. Ta- talk the about Mayo that. Clinic says it's no joke. Like, do they make mayonnaise <laughs> there? Is that... They make mayonnaise. <laughs> Funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> but. So. Stress relief from laughter. A good sense of humor can't cure all ailments, but data is mounting about the positive things laughter can do. Like what? 
There's some short-term benefits. It can stimulate many organs. They say laughter enhances your intake of oxygen-rich air, stimulates your heart, lungs, and muscles, and increases the endorphins that are released by your brain. I'm going to be honest, some of this stuff just feels made up, but I'll I'll go with it. It's the Mayo Clinic. (laughs) They're trying to meet that Google word count. (laughs) Of course it it gives you more oxygen. It can activate and relieve your stress response. So it says a rolling laugh fires up and then cools down your stress response. And it can increase and then decrease your heart rate and blood pressure. The result, a good relaxed feeling. That's true. Mm. Soothe tension. Laughter can also stimulate circulation and aid muscle relaxation, both of which can help reduce some of the physical symptoms of stress. Can't argue with that. I also think lots of other things can stimulate circulation and muscle relaxation. Yeah. I'm just saying. These articles always make me laugh because there's, hey, hey, it's making me laugh. you know. It's uh, doing its job. It's like, it'll make you breathe. More. I think one thing that's kind of funny about this is saying that improve your sense of humor. Like humor can be learned, and mm. that's so true. And I wow. don't want to overlook that because so that's one of the your ways humor has gotten better over the years <laughs> in most ways. And then you got your dad jokes, which are you know that, you know I mean, you got to work on that. I've only been a dad for six and a half years. I've got some learning got to do. Some learning to do to improve that sense of humor. So what's so. brown and sticky? <laughs> you know what's 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 brown and sticky syrup. A stick. Come on. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. It's a solid B. Uh, solid B. Okay, so how do we improve our sense of humor? What does Mayo Clinic say? It said, put, your, put humor on your horizon. Huh? Huh? Find a few simple items such as photos, greeting cards, or comic strips that make you chuckle. <laughs> okay. I just look, we just look at office memes. That's pretty much our way of That's laughing. my Instagram feed, actually. Also, when, when uh, autocorrect text. Those are so hilarious. It's funny when people backpedal. That's yes. the funny thing. Yes, the backpedaling on the autocorrect text. Just look that up. That's some funny stuff right there. Hmm. Anyways. Share a laugh is what the Mayo Clinic says. Make it a habit to spend time with friends who make you laugh. Good knock, thing knock. you're my friend. Okay, so we should probably move on. <laughs> some of these are pretty lame. Uh, browse through your local bookstore or library selection of joke books and add a few jokes to your list that can that you can share with you know, friends. This, I don't know. So can I add a, a, some talking points in here? Because <laughs> of course, I feel like uh, I feel like not all types of laughter are helpful. So, uh, like laughing at your wife when she's in the middle of a yeah. frustrating <laughs> moment, well, and pouring her heart out, and then she throws a hot sandwich at your head. Are you speaking from experience? <laughs> <laughs> feels very pointed. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it's very specific. Uh, so here's kind of my own take on this, and I think it's probably other people's take as well laughter at someone else's expense is is i feel like it's not true laughter i feel like it is oh yeah no. counterfeit laughter that doesn't feel like true joy to me it feels right. like it's cheap yeah there's an aspect i think of of purity right yes and do not like it do not let any wholesome talk come out of your mouth but only what is helpful for right. building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those <sighs> who listen which the office is questionable people we will definitely admit that well but here's why here's why i think the office is a little different and because it's it's a mockumentary it's it's literally making fun of itself it's laughter at its own expense like everybody knows that it right. is silly yes and no one's taking it seriously. And so they're caricatures of, of kind of like stereotypes that we have for like managers and, and different like salespeople. <laughs> and 
and that's why it, to me it's funny and it feel there are some jokes that are just crude that that I don't find Absolutely. particularly funny. Yes. Which to me the crudeness is at someone's expense on some level. Yes. And so sarcasm tends to be this way. Sar- yeah. Sarcasm is always at someone else's expense and it's always one-sided and it's always uh it, it's the lowest kind of form of humor. Mhm sarcasm so uh husbands if you if you're a sarcastic person you have a really dry sense of humor i love dry senses of humor like our, our friend jake he's the he's the I don't like driest guy like we have so really? many dry text exchanges do, yes that we are just both just chuckling you know but i do not like dry but that's because we have that unique friendship yeah so I think it's important to to understand that not all laughter is, is the Created same. Created equal. Yeah, and you can definitely be laughing on one side of your marriage and your spouse is suffering. Just dying inside. <laughs> dying inside. <laughs> Don't cry, laugh at that. Cry for help. No, yeah. but truly, yes. You shouldn't be laughing at your spouse's expense. I mean, unless, you, you know, sometimes we do laugh together. Like, you kind of got to get permission. Not sarcastically, but like if... You are trying to like eat something and it goes all over your face. I'm not just like pointing and laughing. Andy Bernard over here. <laughs> just, yeah. This is my life now. <laughs> eat some eat soap. Eat some soap. Yeah. No, I'm just, I kind of might giggle, but then I'll wait and see what your response is. Sometimes I don't wanna... I'll take it more personally. And then if you need help, then I'll help you. I'm having but... a sensitive evening. <laughs> Sometimes. I'm Sometimes. tender right now. <laughs> yeah. So, so I... I think one of the a rule of thumb is that laughter that we're talking about, the healthy relationship building joy welling up within you laughter is edifying yes. it's not tearing down it's building up and it can even be cheesy and still building up you can still laugh <laughs> at each other and still be building up the point is is it's it just you can't just be at their expense ex- exclusively right so um yeah so let's get into and talk about spend a few minutes on how we can laugh more as a couple because you had a few things listed down here and i think it's kind of fun to talk about which we probably already have been kind of sprinkling in throughout the whole episode but yeah um here's some tangible ideas of how we can laugh more right so smile more if you're not careful we can just forget to be grateful for each other mm. Mm. that's good okay show them your faces and now that we all have to be masked up again we can't you have to smile more with your eyes people smile more with your eyes yeah, you got to get them crow's feet going <laughs> get lots of eye wrinkles <laughs> big smiles people big smiles i want to be a wrinkly faced old man from all the laughing and smiling <laughs> i do with our family so it's already happening or it's already there <laughs> 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 okay, uh, so smile more. Number two, joke around and be playful. Okay, so playfulness, joking around. Uh, Selena, Selena. <laughs> I'm too serious. I get it. Don't take life too seriously. That's why but we got married. If cause... I just start like kind of poking at you, like literally poking at you, pushing you around, that's being playful. And you start sometimes pushing it back. Goes over well. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I get bit. <laughs> Don't poke, poke the bear. bear. <laughs> poke mama bear. Uh, but the old towel whipping thing tends to be a hoot, uh, except for I'm 10 times a better towel whipper. Because when we whipper. were teenagers and we all swam in pools, dip the corner of the towel in a pool, and we get in these fights. And the guys would all just go like crazy on each other. And we I'd would like draw blood. do one snap yeah. and then you have to like run for your life. This is what happens in our household. Because <laughs> she'll be feeling frisky and she'll give no, me a little... No, you start feeling frisky and do it. And then I start doing it back and you get... You're just like... And then the floodgates you open. You get mad. And <laughs> I'm get just, mad. I get Kate, even. <laughs> I don't want that. I say stop. I just want you to stand no here while no, I Ryan, whip you okay? with the towel. <laughs> stop. Is that a lot to ask? I just, I just want to whip you the towel with no consequences whatsoever. <laughs> I want all of the benefit and none of the drawbacks. <laughs> 
So the point Said is, every husband Trevor, right? <laughs> you gotta be playful. Sometimes some spontaneity, you know, uh, it, but that kind of requires you both to have a sense of playfulness, right? If, if you're, if you're like walking on a dock on a romantic thing, <laughs> somebody's feeling playful and you push the other person in the Probably water. Probably not great. That might be a little heavy handed. Uh, I always think of Winston on, uh, on New Girl. <laughs> is that okay show reference? It's not a great show, but Winston is a hilarious character. He, they call him Prank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> he calls himself prank sinatra he and they always make fun of him because he he doesn't know how to prank he either goes way too light or way too far anyway i, I won't get into it That's funny. so you got to know the balance between yes. playfulness and uh kind of ruining the mood <laughs> so, and that only that that takes truly having the relationship and, yes. and reading each other yes so it's joke not easy to playful. joke with each other yeah and if it's been a long time since you laughed then you got to find some stuff to start laughing about. Which for us it is the office. We talk about it, yeah. but that's kind of become our safe ground. place. Yeah. Hey, if we're if we're feeling and this is this might sound silly, okay, you guys. We talk a lot about scripture. We're not trying to be too surfacey, but I'm just saying very practically, we go to places we know that will make us laugh and shows our grace of God in this way, and that they kind of take our minds off of the heaviness. I I don't know what it what the equivalent would have been in Bible times because clearly they didn't have Netflix. But there's this, this, maybe they had gesture. I mean, the kings probably had some sort of gesture. <laughs> gesture. That's a Maybe animals medieval were thing. just super funny to watch, too. <laughs> I don't know. But you would, you'd focus your mind elsewhere. And so for us, watching The Office together or uh, Parks and Rec, something like that, mm-hmm. um, we're dating ourselves. But um, this one's really practical, too, is if you have kids, play with them. Yeah. It's really hard to have a heavy heart when you are invested in playing with your kids. Um, and specifically physically playing with them, not just playing games is one thing, but like our girls are uh, six and a half, almost four and not even a year old. Um, they love to wrestle. They love whenever I'm expending (laughs) energy, when I'm the carnival ride, when I swing them around and I wrestle (laughs) and I'm exhausted that the more exhausted I am, the more fun we just had. The more fun it is. Yes. Yes. And it's really hard for me to, to stay heavy in those moments. And it helps me to really have... Uh, to laugh genuinely, to tickle them, to hear them laugh, and then so they'll funny. try to get me back. Um, it really is good for the soul. Uh, and then usually that will breed laughter in our whole family. Um, before we know it, we're all laughing. So you're going to read something, it looks like. I was just looking up because you, you were talking about your mind and laughter and how it's it kind of – th- a lot of the battles, I think, and the heaviness starts in our minds, right, and into our hearts. Um, and so I was just looking up Philippians 4 excuse me uh obviously i should have this memorized by now right uh philippians 4 verse verse 4 says rejoice in the lord always again i will say rejoice let your reasonableness be known to everyone the lord is at hand do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god and the peace of god surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus verse 8 finally brothers whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is just whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is commendable if there's any excellence if there's anything worthy of praise think about these things what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me practice these things and the peace of god will be with you so i guess i was just trying to look for like some of those filters of 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 joy right and i know that the office has not great topics and there's some crude humor there and we're not saying like this is the way to a good marriage we're saying find those things that that kind of make you laugh together that you can Mm, see uh that I don't want to put these verses and like that show together. So I'm trying to break this apart a little bit after I brought it together. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But 
if there's something in you that like you're trying to laugh together, but it doesn't feel true or doesn't feel honorable, right, or pure, um, or something that you, I don't know, having kids, it really changes your sense of humor on a lot of things. Um, mm. You know, we all have to ask the Lord to kind of weed some of that stuff out of us. But really, again, just the goal of of laughter and and like you said, I think it's it has a lot of purposes, right? It can really lead us together. Um, when we might be feeling apart, or it can really kind of be that glue that has kind of kept us together in a lot of ways. Right. Um, so there's, again, it's a gift. It's from an overflowing, a deep part of our joy uh, that is in can be found in the Lord. And then I think that when it's, you know, just pure and it's from deep down and um, it's, there's something just holy about it, I yeah. think. So wow. I don't know, just holy, trying to... The holiness of laughter. Um this verse, don't go away from Philippians 4, uh, I just, you have to remember the early church, right? The context that's happening and why Paul is writing to them. And in many cases, Paul is, I think Paul was in chains writing this, right? And he's he's exhorting them and he's, and they're undergoing persecution and they're dealing with heresy mm. and they're dealing with all kinds of schisms that are already happening in the early church. And Paul is in saying mm. in this encouragement, this prayer, uh, rejoice always and again, I, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious. Mm. So how how is joy and reasonable reasonableness and anxiousness um, and prayer and supplication and thanksgiving and letting your requests be known to God um, and the peace of God which surpasses our understanding? All these things are interrelated, mm-hmm. right? And what is the common thread between all these things, right? If you have a marriage that is not filled with joy and, and uh, you are anxious about everything and wh- what what are we missing i think that's the big i think that's the the big message here um is that if if we're not enjoying one another if we're not enjoying our our marriage for the gift that it is if we're not laughing now some couples laugh more than others i get that but whatever that version is for you whatever that thing is that brings you closer together if we're missing that then i would go read philippians 4 and ask mm-hmm. What are my circumstances? How are they? How, how am I giving them more power than than I should be? How am I not attributing to God the power and glory that I should be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and what does that look like in our marriage? Right. Um, yeah. It, yeah. You said something good too here on the our little rundown here of just how you know the point of laughter is an it's an investment in your marriage, your health, and the health of your household. Like it's okay to have fun. It's okay to enjoy mm. God's grace. I think even and especially in the times that feel like they feel these days, you know, with the heavy, the heaviness. Yeah. Like, I mean, just Paul, the context that he's writing in is not far from where we are today, right? We still are humans. We're still dealing with how to live peaceably with each other, to live out the gospel, um, to live out truth in a world that would have truth be relative. And right. um, it's a hard thing to do. Uh, and I don't think we're all does. We can't just be serious a thousand percent of the time, right? I can't. I I need that yeah. sort of breath, right? I need to laugh. I need to sort of look up and and be lightened and allow just joy to be rooted in me, but also to kind of overtake me in some in some areas that I yeah. might kind of seep into myself. So to overtake, I think that's really good language. Because we can do these things and feel like we've done these things without re- like truly resigning ourselves mm-hmm. to this truth that God is still in control. He's still good. And the, the joy that he's said is ours is actually ours. Right. And one last thought on this conversation. I think that it's 
it can be it can feel vulnerable i think to laugh if you especially if you haven't laughed in a long time sure or if there's um, damaged trust or hurt there. Right. You, you feel, feel like, like you might be giving up ground or something. Yeah. And yeah. so I just, I think I just want to encourage anybody who's at that point to just, just let go a little bit, just let go and trust the Lord and trust that if you do laugh, you're not giving up the the battles that you're facing, but you're, you're actually, right. go ahead. You're advancing the battle, yes. I'd say. Yes. Um, and, and yeah, you're not Towards so, unity. somehow compromising the right. healing. Right. I think you're helping the healing in maybe ways you might not understand yeah. uh, before you let go in that way. So maybe it's a call um, Absolutely. A, into faith, into a, a step of faith. Right. All right. So um, what's our couples conversation challenge? I think uh, talk about the laughter culture of your home. Yeah. Do you laugh enough? How, how does your laughter over the last week compare to the laughter over the first week of knowing one another? Look at the difference there and maybe think about why is that different? Okay. And it could be like we've talked about in this episode, it could be some different baggage that you've accumulated over the years or hurts or unforgiveness or burdens, worldly burdens, or you've just forgotten your friendship. Talk through those things and then make a laughing plan. Okay. This is totally from the hip, (laughs) but what, 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 where are you going to go when you realize that your connection needs strengthening Mm. and laughter is the way to do that? What are you going to do? What is your plan for laughing together? Mm. Talk through that. Think through that. I'm confident it will it will bless and strengthen your marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, let's pray and we'll call it an episode. Lord, I'm thankful for this gift that you've given us of laughter um, the, and the effects of it. It's a grace um, of yours to be able to look at another person, to look at our spouse and to think common thoughts and to laugh over those common thoughts and to then um, have our hearts made joyful through that. So thank you, Lord. I pray that you'd help us understand, Mm -hmm. biblically speaking, what laughter is and and just the gift that it is. I pray for couples who feel um, like laughter is absent or joy is absent or unity or trust or uh, love can even feel like it's absent in their marriage. Mm -hmm. I pray that you would um, strengthen them, that they would find joy in the truth that you love them. They would find joy in the truth of an eternity secured in you. And that from there, you would bring them to a place of having a lighter heart, a childlike faith that just trusts their good father, runs to your feet, runs, sits on your lap and takes everything that you give uh, with complete and utter trust. Lord, I pray that wives and husbands be marked by trusting you first and having a marriage that is built on that trust. Lord, we thank you again for this time. I pray that our words will be fruitful in the lives of our listeners. I thank you for each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Um, If you're looking for something really tangible to grow in your connection, check out 31daypursuit.com. That's 31daypursuit.com. There's a pair of books, Husband in Pursuit and Wife in Pursuit. You can get both for, I think, like 23 bucks. Um, It's 31 days of activities that you're doing to actually pursue your spouse in light of how Christ has pursued you. There might be some funny ones in there. There are some really fun ones in there. There's also some pretty um, intense ones, I'll say. The whole point is to get at each other, to get down into the depths of each other's hearts and experience one another in deeper, new ways. Yeah, go check that out. As usual, uh, thank you for joining us for the Fierce Marriage Podcast. This episode is... In the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. Until then... Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed.